What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode here of the Side Guys Football Forum. I'm one of your co-hosts from the side, joined, joined as always by my good friend, my good buddy, the other half of the Side Guys, the Tad the Side. And Tad, we're coming towards the end of May. We're getting into the summer months. This is sort of like when, you know, that sort of sense of feeling of like, man, when is football season going to get here? We're started, We're slowly going to get into that feeling. At least I get into that feeling. I don't know how you feel, Tad. When June starts to creep around, it's like, oh, gosh, we still have a lot of time before football season comes. So we're almost there. I'm actually starting to feel a little bit right now. End of May here. I'm starting to feel a little bit, but between me going on summer break, both for my teaching job and the fact now that the draft is over and the podcast is, you know, taking up less of my time. Not that I don't love doing this, but it's almost like those old timey, I don't mean photos, videos, whatever, with like the three full mirrors of people like out on the beach with the, you know, mirrors like yeah. tanning like that. That's kind of the feeling I have right now. Like I'm relaxing. This is nice. I only have eight more days of school left. The podcast, we're just like, yeah, that sounds fun. Let's try that. So this is relaxing, but I promise you by like mid to late June, I will be right back there with it, especially because I remember I'm big XFL guy. So now that my, you know, my, my feed of uh, football is now officially dead. I'm sure it'll hit me in about two weeks. That's why I always was surprised. Like, I mean, I understand that there's spring football because that's like probably the best time to do it. So they don't compete with baseball, I guess. I don't know. But just like I don't miss football during the spring because it's like, like you said, it's like you got draft coverage going on. You got free agency. So it's like I don't have a need to watch football during that time. It's like if they started football like the XFL, the USFL right now. I might be more inclined to watch it, but you know, it is what it is. Maybe they'll adjust things. Maybe there's a reason why they put it in the spring as opposed to summer too close to the football season. Maybe I have no idea, but just, yeah, at this point I'm missing football, like back in the spring when the XFL USFL is going on. I don't know if I miss it as much then. See, but the reason I love the XFL so much is because like it has such great storylines. I'm not even lying. When I say this, that might've been one of the biggest sport upsets in the last decade is the Arlington renegades defeating the Washington defenders for the XFL title. They were eight and a half point underdogs. And I, before you're like, Oh, well, Tad lives in Texas. Of course he's a renegades fan. I am not because the renegades knocked my St. Louis battle Hawks out of the playoffs. So I was actually cheering against the renegades. They were four and eight and they beat a 10 and two team. That's incredible. So it was, it, it's good football. It was good football. So I think that really helps His quality of football is good. I will not lie. I've not watched a second of the USFL. Uh, I'll try to get into it, but it seems like the XFL is pretty firmly planted its foot. And like, we are the secondary league here. Probably, probably we'll see what happens. But um, I think another reason Tad that I'm sort of missing football is because my Warriors are out of the playoffs and yeah, the sorry, A's buddy. are absolutely terrible. Yeah, sorry, but, buddy. you know, we'll save some of that talk here because that's actually going to be the purpose of today's episode. We're going to be bringing back an old classic of the show. We're going to be doing NFL Quick Hits. All right, so just like usual, we're going to be going into NFL Quick Hits here. we got a bunch of topics that we're going to get into. So first things first, let's start with our first topic for NFL Quick Hits, NFL schedule release videos. Like, I mean, this is sort of like 
I think we talked about this in last year's episode where we talked about NFL schedule videos. Um, this is sort of the new thing that the NFL is transitioning towards. Like, you know, as soon as the schedule comes out, all 32 teams, they come out with some sort of creative video to present the schedule of all the teams that they're playing both home and on the road and the times and dates and everything like that. It's a fun sort of thing to see every sort of year. Obviously, every team has something that they do as creative. Some are better than others, and we're sort of getting to a couple of the ones that we like a little bit more compared to some other ones that, yeah, maybe they could have put a little bit of effort in here. But, Tad, what do you think overall of the schedule release videos this year? You know what these are starting to remind me of is high school prom proposals. Because <laughs> think about the bit, way you, bit, I guess. Think, think about the way you just framed it. Some of them are fantastic, and you're like, shit, I wish I would have thought of that. And yeah. then others are like, Okay, I mean, it's not terrible. Like, I've never seen, I don't know about you, but I've never seen, like, a terrible uh, prom uh, proposal in my life. But you can tell the weaker ones. Like, the weaker ones, exactly like what you said, are like, eh, you can put a little bit more effort into that. Like, my, my, what was my junior year? I asked a girl because I just put on some cookie cake and I sent it to her because she was in Florida. Um... And I swear to God, this girl was real. But uh, I sent it to her in Florida. She was away on a track trip. and But it was like, okay, that's cute. But, like, I could have done more. So it's, it's like, it's, yeah, probably. Hey, she did say yes, though. Um, hey, it's all about Hey. But it kind of strikes me as that. It's just, like, now, like, a very petty, kind of useless, like, trying one-up each other type of thing. So while I enjoy them, some of them are getting a little too try-hard, in my opinion. Yeah, I think this year there's definitely a theme with the um, the script, the Arian Foster, like, games are scripted. Like, we saw a lot of videos yeah. played into that sort of theme. We also saw a lot of, like, the chat GPT, the AI written stuff. We saw a good theme of those types of videos as well. So well, I, wouldn't some good, were, I wouldn't say good theme, but we saw a lot of theme. Well, like I said, I think some were better than others. Obviously, some were just, like, like I said, I think just we saw a consistent theme this year with some of these videos compared to a little bit more originality in years past, obviously. So let's get to something that we like here tad i'm gonna kick these off uh the buffalo bills actually had a pretty fun one in my opinion um their whole thing was that you know obviously they want to win a super bowl but they also want to make the uh, players feel like they're accomplishing their dreams outside of the football field so i guess the setup was that brandon bean set up a bucket in the locker room and it just said dreams on the bucket and players can put whatever they want in there so one of them was josh allen always wanted to be a paper boy so that was kind of funny <laughs> to see him riding around on a bike and he's throwing papers to people in the training facility like i mean that was kind of ridiculous uh one of them was the offensive line wanted to prank the broadcast team of like the local like bills broadcast that they show like on you know the team website or whatever right, yeah, so yeah. it's like they all came in and they, this, this was actually kind of funny so um steve tasker famous bill steve tasker obviously he does like that radio show uh, the show for them on the website or whatever and so his breaking news was that the bill signed a player by the name of desmond nutsworth and his nickname was d's nuts so i thought that was pretty hilarious there you go. yep <laughs> Yeah, low-hanging um, low fruit there. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So some of them were, like I said, were a little bit. Matt Barkley was water, always wanted to be a fireman. So then there's like a parking lot. There's some guys out there with a very small fire. He goes out there with the bucket, throws a fire, throws the fire out. So it was pretty cool. It was pretty hilarious start thing. But yeah, I liked it overall. Uh, I'm gonna. Admit, I haven't seen that one, but I'm definitely gonna watch it after this because yeah, that sounds funny. Uh, also, the <laughs> hilarious thought of Matt Barkley with like a small bucket of water while you know behind camera there are like 15 actual firemen. Like in case Probably. this goes horrifically <laughs> wrong, we need yeah. to be ready because we are not exactly. going to burn the Buffalo Bills backup quarterback. That that adds the hilariousness for me. 
Um, for me, I, I look, I know it's a popular pick, but we have got to talk about this Titans video. Yeah, like, that I think, was I want and Tad, you know, just a little quick behind the scenes look here. Like they clearly I think won this year, but I wanted to avoid them because it's like everybody's talking about them. But well, yes, of course, I, I know, for, I know. for our viewers and our listeners who maybe have not seen the video, obviously you can go into it here about just yeah, it was it's a pretty good one this year. But here's why I want to bring it up. Because yes, I did the same thing where it's like super popular. Every most people listening to this already know what we're talking about. But I don't think a lot of people understand why it worked, which is two reasons. One editing and two pacing because you know all these so for those of you who don't know what they did the titans did was they went out in the streets of nashville and interviewed drunk people and uh I, they never explicitly said they were drunk though those people were drunk um and they did the whole like oh i got like name the three branches of government type thing that they do on late night shows and no one can do it but here's the problem is late night shows will just do that bit for like 10 straight minutes and it gets old after what like three or four what the Titans did that was smart were two things. One, they like put in a funny bit in between and you need to make sure the funny bit pays off. So they never revealed the team that the, they were guessing, which is great. I'll get to that in a bit. And two, every time they did reveal the team, they played the NFL theme music. The Fox was, NFL theme music. The yeah. Fox NFL theme music, did it, which did is it, absolutely it was hilarious. Yeah. So let me give you a couple of examples. The very first team that was guessed, the lady goes, the St. Louis Rams. It was the New Orleans Saints. Yep. <laughs> which was amazing. My favorite were the two AFC South divisional rivals of the titans one person for the jaguars said they don't actually exist yes which is yeah. fantastic the I other one because they did it twice the other one was chester cheeto which was also which good. by the way i did not know that guy's name was chester until yeah this video <laughs> and here's my actual uh well all right so sorry i actually have one more after this the other funny one was both times both times two different groups were like that's the cowboys that's the cowboys both times it was the Colts. It was the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I know. That was that was fantastic. Both times the, I loved the it. The first one had me. The second one actually had me in tears. Like, yeah. it, of course, it's because I'm a Colts fan that I found it funny. But it was I just, think it's also, it's like you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But it's like, oh, I think they actually got it this time. And then they show I'm up. so and glad you brought like, that up. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is my <laughs> final example. And this is the one that made me laugh the hardest. Was So, by the way, anytime they were like, oh, it's the, uh, the, the, like, it was like, oh, Florida, the Florida Miami Dolphins or whatever. And they would say the Florida Miami Dolphins, like every guest they had for the city would go in there. So this lady was like, she's really old and very sweet, obviously. And she got really excited. She's like, that's the Eagles. That's the Eagles. That's the Eagles. And they were like, all right, what city? And I forgot what she said. She said some random city. I'm like, well, at least you got the Eagles. They cut to it. It was the Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> I think she said Orlando, if I remember correctly. But yeah, it was that was fantastic. so great. Was it fantastic. was so great. Also, by the way, not that this made my list, but the Falcons should switch the Red Stallions. A much cooler uh, mascot. <laughs> they did opinion. change their name on Twitter. They changed their Twitter handle after I that. I saw that, actually, yeah. <laughs> to the Red Stallion. So, yes, the Chargers were definitely good there. Uh, sorry, um, the Tennessee Titans were really good there. I was thinking about the Chargers because there was that woman that said Lightning McQueen for that there. So that, that was hilarious. I, that was me my too. I also yeah. love the lady um, that was like, that's the Patriots, and it was the Texans. 
Yeah, of course. Uh, another like good said, one that, that I liked, uh, that we both liked, I think, was the Chicago Bears. They sort of did the parody yeah, on the show. Good. The Bear, which is like a, a sitcom that takes place in a restaurant. And so I, I like wouldn't call it a sitcom, happened. but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's close enough. I'm, I'm, going, Chauncey. I'm going Chauncey on you. But yes, okay, it is fine, the fine, fine, comedy fine, fine. dark show, much in the likes of Barry, that is on Hulu. Highly recommend checking it out. For those of you who don't know, it's about a chef who takes over this very dingy Chicago like sub restaurant after his brother dies. And so um, it's a very Chicago-based show. It's very good on Hulu. You should definitely check it out. But yes, the Bears decided to spoof it. I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw like the Bear as like their scheduled title, I was like, Yeah, you're you're the, the Bears. And then within like five seconds, I was like, Oh shit, this was a good call. Like whatever marketing guy came up with this idea deserves a raise. Yeah, but I love the fact that it's like, you know, there's a, the first customer comes in, orders a brat, and he wants cheese on it. He's like, who orders That's cheese right. on a brat? Then obviously it cuts to, it's it a receipt Wisconsin. from a restaurant receipt ticker or whatever, right? And it says the Packers week one and week 16 or whatever it is. So I was like, ah, oh, that makes sense. And then um, someone left these cheeseburgers, man. Can I eat them? <laughs> so that supposed to be a play I didn't on get Andy that one. Reed. That was supposed to be a play on Andy Reid because he likes cheeseburgers. So that was the cheese uh, that week. So okay. um, I love the Vikings one because there's two Vikings that fans that, that are trying hilarious. to get into a restaurant. And then I'm guessing he's a social media personality. But that guy, there's a guy wearing a Bears jersey. He was blocking them. He's like, no, 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 you can't come in here. You can't come in here. He's pushing him out. And then the best line that he says, he's like, if you're a bike, if you're with the Vikings, get to hiking <laughs> that was a great that. one it was pretty that hilarious. was so great i love that one and um we also got appearances two cameos uh one of the main guys with the long hair he's a wrestler for the wwe seth freaking rollins so i mean that was pretty cool to see he's also in the and, new captain america there you go he's going to be a villain on that show i actually saw that and also you got former bear uh defensive tackle and former 49er anthony spice adams the social media star right now going on to he made an appearance as well during that well uh, so so this was a great moment too i don't know if you ever heard of her i believe i'm uh getting her last name right if i don't i apologize is uh annie agar i think i'm pronouncing that right she does these hilarious during the oh NFL was that season. her and one of them so she was the person and this was another great moment from the, uh, uh the video is she goes up to whoever the counter guy was and goes yeah can i have two hot dogs with uh ketchup he's yeah, like two hot dogs sure. with ketchup this is chicago get out of here next yeah. Yeah, it was like a, it was a, a soup Nazi moment out of Seinfeld, where he's just like, "Nope, out of here." And no, that was her. Because at first I was like, "Huh, that's interesting. That looks like her." That I rewound in, yeah, that was her as well. So honestly, like, great concept, great idea having cameos, funny yeah. little bit. Like I said, like for some reason that moment stuck out because my sister lives in Chicago. I one time ordered just a hot dog. I was like, "I just want a hot dog," and it came with all this crap on it. Yep. It was fantastic. I, but I was like, yep. "Is a hot dog under?" here somewhere and she's just like yeah it's somewhere there i was like okay so no it was a, that was a great little bit especially if you watch the bear is the way they shot it is exactly the way the show is shot too now that would make sense that makes sense so really quick tad let's get to some ones that we didn't like i mean this one's not gonna take that long uh the arizona cardinals it was pretty much kyler murray and marquise hollywood brown playing catch on their training field for like about 20 seconds and then kyler murray throws the ball at the camera and then it reveals the schedule that's that's literally all it was and i was like 
come on. <laughs> you could do more than this. Like, so that was easily a loser for me. And then the other one was the Dallas Cowboys. Like, I mean, they made a big old like presentation about it. It was supposed to be a parody of Yellowstone. Like, the script yeah. between Yellowstone and the Dallas Cowboys schedule gets switched between Jerry Jones and the creator of Yellowstone, Ty Sheridan. And Jerry Jones is like, the only reason you're going to get your script back is if you come to our facility and try out some of the players to come on Yellowstone. So that's pretty much the premise of the video. The jokes didn't land as much as I wanted to. And then, of course, they had to make Jerry Jones look like an absolute, you know, the best actor or whatever. And of so, course, like, Ty Sheridan just yeah. loves him, obviously, at the end there or whatever. But just, yeah, for me, I was just like, you tried too hard. And it just didn't hit as much as I wanted it to. But what are a couple that you didn't like? I mean, one I didn't really like was the Jaguars. Uh, well, I shouldn't say I didn't like it. it just know when to stop. Is because what the Jaguars bit was was that all football players are actors in the NFL, and like you said earlier, and this plays into the theme of like Arian Foster saying that Foster games are said where everything. So there's a couple scripted. other teams that did that, yeah, exactly. It was a funny bit for the first like two or three minutes where it was like, yeah, no, it's very hard for college football players to go from football players to actors, which yeah. is a hilarious. That's a very good idea. The problem is that I'm not exaggerating here. Their schedule release video with that bit was eight and a half minutes long. There was a video that was longer. Oh, God. Was you want to guess whose it was? Oh, I, I have no idea. The Indianapolis Colts was longer. <laughs> oh, see, I, I didn't even bother watching theirs. The Colts like, one is just... actually not bad. The Colts actually okay. not bad. All right, so yeah. you'll have to you break check it out for me. Just check it out. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was one of those things where it was just like... Okay, the bit's funny for a bit. There's a great little bit where it's um, uh, Andre Sisko with, oh, it wasn't Tyson Campbell because he has his own one-on-one. It was, it was Rayshon Andre, Jenkins. Rayshon Jenkins. Yeah. Rayshon Jenkins is like, I'm a football player. And they're yeah, like, exactly. great, great, stay in character. <laughs> but the problem is that's like that would have been a great moment to end the video. Yeah, but yeah. they kept it going for five minutes too long. It did go. It did go and quite a long. Like I liked it. I love. I do love yeah. Pug Dieterson though. That was pretty hilarious. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I love how they got Khan in it. Like Khan being like, "Well, of course you love a Lombardi, but Emmy's heavier, so we yeah, want to exactly. win that." That was a that great was line. Pretty good. Like it had great moments, but eight and a half minutes, guys. Come on, yeah, like just shorten long. that down. So I didn't love the Jags. Look, I know this was a super popular one. LAFB Network fans, I'm sorry. Chargers one didn't quite hit for me. I'm, I'm not a huge anime it guy. Bad. It, it wasn't, wasn't bad. bad, but like everyone was talking about, like it was the best thing ever. And so when I, I maybe it was, I went in with too big of expectations because I, I did not see it when it first dropped. And I saw everyone freaking out about it on Twitter, like this is awesome. So I went into it. First off, I love the Teen Titans. You know, shout out. I grew up on that show, so that was a great shout out uh, with the Tennessee Titans, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, that was about the only reference I got. Um, other than like the football, obvious football references. Great yep. reference with Dak getting run over by the bus. That yep. was hilarious. That obviously, was I don't hope that happens. Uh, my favorite was the Stefan Diggs, like looking out thing. That was great. Cause I thought it's such a stupid trend. JJ McCarthy, Stefan Diggs, stop going out while they're celebrating and like doing the whole, like, I'll be back. I had a friend that did that in high school. Like, just stop. It's not cool. It's kind of douchey. Just stop it. But other than that, I was just like, it was way too many references that just went way over my head. I think it was just a victim of the hype. I think the biggest thing for me is that it was so successful last year. It's just like, you could have done something different. It's like, did you have to go back to the anime thing again this year? It's like, you could have done something different. So that was more for me. I was just like, oh, really? You guys are doing anime again? So it's like, yeah, I do love some of the trolling that they've done. They totally got on Jimmy Garoppolo with the Raiders. Like, I love that aspect, that obviously. Was like the slot I don't know, was like Tad, Rogers. I don't know if you that saw this great. one, but in that scene where they're uh, working on Derrick Henry, he's supposed to be Cyborg for the Teen Titans. Oh, was that who the- it was supposed to be? I was wondering what that was. 
Chronicles. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. But I'm not a big anime guy at all either. So that could be some from something else. But my favorite thing was on the floor. It was kind of hard to see. There was a jar of mayo next to a That's rotten great. banana. That's so I was great. like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> to troll so I was like, that was pretty good. But yeah, so the <laughs> NFL trolling I loved. Unfortunately, I'm not an anime guy, so I didn't get a lot of the references. Yeah. But once again, for me, it's like I liked it last year. It was so in innovative and it was so different. But for you to do the same thing again this year, I was like, ah, come on. I think they could have gone in a different direction. So I argue with you. It was good, but it could have been so much better if they did something else there. So... All right, let's transition into our next quick hit topic here. Quick hit topic number two. That is the second wave of free agency. So, I mean, we talked about, obviously, when the league year begins, you got the first wave of free agency. That then leads into the NFL draft. And then after the NFL draft, you kind of fill in some of the holes that you have, maybe, possibly, and obviously fill in some depth with some veteran free agents still out there. So, Tad, we want to bring up a couple of free agents here that we think could be good finds for some free out, for some teams that are looking for potential hole filling or like I said, building some depth. So who are a couple of free agents that you like that are still available that a team can use for sure? Well, let's talk about arguably the biggest free agent on the market right now. That is Ezekiel Elliott. Now, does yes. this guy still, still have out there? Still out there. Still out there. I'm not buying into this, these rumors that he could go back to Dallas. I think that bridge is pretty thoroughly burned at this point. Yeah. So now the question becomes, where does he go? And and just, you know, it's Elliot B Network, so let's kick it right off the bat here. I think the Chargers is a fascinating option for Ezekiel Elliott here. Why? Because first off, you have Austin Eckler as this, you know, embittered, embattled in this embittered try to say that five times fast um <laughs> contract dispute with the chargers so i think any leverage chargers can bring in and go look you're not that good um or you're not as good as you think you are so i'm we'll, saying you're not that good yeah, he's pretty damn good let me, <laughs> let me rephrase that you're not as good as you think you are especially because let's look at their play styles all right, Austin Eckler is the more, you know, kind of speedy, shifty, receiving type of back. They can find a guy who can start taking, and I know people are going to go, this is you being a conspiracy theorist, but this is actually how teams think of how can we save ourselves money. If they can find a guy that will vulture those touchdowns away from Eckler, Eckler starts losing leverage in those negotiations of, oh, my touchdown numbers are going down, but no, I'm still useful. Well, no, if you're not scoring for us, you're not as valuable. So I think that that is one aspect. Now, the less evil aspect is the fact they just have different play styles. Zeke is more of a physical runner. Eckler is more of a, you know, shifty, like I said before, uh, receiving running back. So they could pair very well together. Now, I know what you're saying. They they have Roundtree. They have, help me out, uh, Joshua Kelly. They have all these other very talented young backups. But that's also part of the problem is they're young backups. Roundtree, I feel like if he really was going to be a big difference maker, would have done it by now. Would have made a name for himself. He's had plenty of opportunities to do so. So maybe they do keep... Joshua Kelly, Zeke Elliott, and Austin Eckler. That's a pretty good, like, you know, Hydra attack at running back there. So I think the Chargers are a real, you know, potential match for Ezekiel Elliott to go to next. And by the way, I should say a report just released a couple days ago say, says that is between the Chargers and my next team, the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns lost to Ernest Johnson in free agency. Kareem Hunt is still out there. I feel like the Browns would have re-signed him. They would have done it by now, so he's probably not coming back. I like Demetric Felton still, the product of uh, UCLA. I think he is a great, great offensive weapon. I don't quite buy him as a true running back number two. So they need somebody behind Nick Chubb to, especially with how much the Browns run the ball, they need somebody to take the you know pressure off him. 
Finally, I do think uh, these last two teams are interesting, but I think they're a little bit long shots. Chicago Bears. Yes, Khalil Herbert is probably going to be the main starter there. Yes, they did just sign Deontay Foreman. I think Ezekiel Elliott, even now, is still better than Deontay Foreman, but I don't know. I, th- I-, I would find that kind of shocking. The Denver Broncos is interesting. Yes, they brought in Samaje P. Ryan. Javante Williams may or may not be ready for the start of the season, so Zeke Elliott may bring a little bit of stability to you know kind of kick off the Sean Payton era. It's not bad. Not bad. So I'm actually going to go with the name that you actually just brought up, and I'm going to say Kareem Hunt, the running back, actually. So he's only 28 years old, and I think he still has a lot of tread on the tires still. He was used in his sparing role behind Nick Chubb the last couple of seasons there in Cleveland. But you also have to look at the fact that only two seasons ago, back in the 2020 season, he had 1,145 scrimmage yards with 11 total touchdowns. So this guy can still get it done both through the air as well as on the ground. Um, he was only held to 158 total touches last season, and he only had 100 touches in the season before. So, I mean, when this guy goes over 200 touches, Tad, this guy can produce for sure. He has produced over 1,100 scrimmage yards every single time he has 200 or more touches in an offense. Um, when I look at teams that can be looking for a running back, you already brought it up. I think the Chargers would be a good fit with Kareem Hunt. He's got a very similar play style to Austin Eckler. You don't have to change your offense that much. You can use both guys in the same way then if you want to. Um, I like the other LA team. The Los Angeles Rams could use another running back too to sort of add into the competition there with Cam Anchors and Kyron Williams and some of those guys where you just added another body who could possibly get some touches in that offense as well. I also look at Tampa Bay. They don't have Leonard Fournette anymore. They're going with uh, Keyshawn Vaughn and Rashad White. So it's like maybe those young guys could use a veteran presence with uh, Kareem Hunt there. So I mean, that could be a possibility of him going to Tampa Bay. Arizona, they have James Conner right now and the depth chart behind him is not all that great. So if Arizona wants to run the ball a little bit with uh, the new head coach, Jonathan Gannon, being there, maybe they decide they need to uh, take a flyer out of Kareem Hunt, at least maybe on a one-year prove-it deal that he can cash in with somebody else in the next offseason or maybe for a couple-year deal where to pair up with James Conner. So I like Arizona. And you already brought this up. So if the Cowboys are not going to re-sign Ezekiel Elliott, Maybe they go with Kareem Hunt to pair him up with Tony Pollard and their rookie Deuce Vaughn. I think that'd be a pretty formidable trio there in that backfield of Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard, and Deuce Vaughn. So there's a couple options out there, but Kareem Hunt, I think, could be a sneaky good addition to whichever team that decides to sign him. 100%. I really don't understand why he hasn't been signed yet. I think it's more of a uh, position slip than a, you know, probably thing to do with him. I think that running backs was just so discounted especially considering that his type of running back was vast in you know in number in this year's draft in terms yes. of like good receiving backs that like you can kind of just plug back there so i think it was whatever team was like oh crap we didn't land our guy is just gonna snatch him up but i would be shocked if he's not on a roster come august so that's a great pick my other one is a guy that you know what Call me delusional. I'm still a believer in this guy. I think he got, he took the fall for Doug Peterson. And um, I, I think it was wrong. What is Carson Wentz? Hello. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look, Carson Wentz. I, I know you're like, you're a Colts fan, man. What the hell are you talking about? Do you know how many interceptions Carson Wentz threw when, when he was a Colt? I want to say it was under five. Uh, you're close. It was seven. Do you seven, know how many okay. touchdowns he threw when he was a Colt? Not a lot. I want to say it was like 23. 27. 
27. Okay. Not, not bad, bad, right? 27-7. Not a terrible year. The problem is those seven picks came at very unfortunate times. Yeah. So he's not a very clutch quarterback anymore. There was one against the Niners specifically don't, don't that was like, up, they didn't call it an interception, though. They called it a fumble. They ended up calling it a fumble. So Whatever. it did not count to his number no, seven. I but still remember that. Because you were texting really better. You guys ended up winning that game. So. Yeah, but still. <laughs> In um, the rain. But my entire point is, if you look at four of Carson Wentz's last, or sorry, two of the last four seasons Carson Wentz has had, he's had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. I'm not saying that's great. I'm not saying that's starter quality, but I'm saying I would love for my backup quarterback to have those numbers should he have to step in as my starter should something disastrous happen. So I think that he was just put in bad situations. Philadelphia towards the end of his career was kind of falling apart there a bit. And plus he was just, he was very clearly had confidence issues. And let's be real. Washington last year was goddamn disaster. Like I was thinking about making this a bigger part of it, but yes or no, Amur, is it fair to call Ron Rivera a quarterback killer? Yeah, I'd probably say that. Yeah, I think so too. I Even was thinking though about he that. had Cam Newton and he had one, but he killed that. Season. That's what no, convinced that's me what on saying. my drive he home. Is that, he, though, yeah. he killed Cam Newton. Like I think he just got lucky that Cam was such a freaking nature and could withstand his stupidity for four or five years till he got to Super Bowl. So I don't really think Carson Wentz gets his due. So I think he is due for another NFL shot. So I think despite you know how it ended, he could go back to Doug Peterson in Jacksonville, back up Trevor Lawrence. Uh, CJ Beathard has only thrown nine passes over the last two years. So I don't really think he's a trustworthy backup anymore. Sorry, Amir. Um, All right. I think Arizona is a very, very interesting prospect for Wentz because uh, we just heard from new coach Jonathan Gannon two or three days ago where he said Kyler Murray, and this is a direct quote, is far, far off from coming back. So it does sound like he's going to miss some time. Right now they have Clayton yeah. Toon, the rookie out of Houston, and Colt McCoy, obviously the long, long veteran out of Texas. Why not bring in Carson Wentz? Whoever wins between him and McCoy, you're the starter. Whoever doesn't win, you get cut, and Clayton Toon's our backup. I bet I did bring in a little bit of competition for Cole McCoy because he didn't, he was fine last year for him, but you know, competition always breeds the best. And then this is an interesting one. This is, if I was the GM of this team, I would be signing Carson Wentz right now. The Green Bay Packers. That's actually not a bad move. I actually saw yes. this on ESPN. I don't know if that's where. Oh, you're son of a! Bitch. I'm sorry. No, I didn't see that. I thought I'm that was sorry. an original thought. <laughs> they did. I honestly it. thought that they was an original it. thought. There's an article on ESPN right now. It's like 14 moves that could be solved. Like to I fill purposely some holes didn't look at that. After yeah. I purposely didn't look yeah, at Carson that. Carson was the move up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can still give your analysis. Like, I mean, yeah, well, I'm sure this is the exact same analysis, which shows I should be on ESPN, by the way. We, we, we should be on ESPN. I'm totally bringing you with me. Wow. Buddy. Yeah. It seems like you're just going on your own. Yeah. No, 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 no. I got you. I got you. I'll put you in the contract. Oh, shit. This is on video, isn't it? Damn it. But anyway, uh, if you look at Robert, can you name the two backups to Jordan? Oh, now Ron? you want my help? Yeah. Forget you, dude. <laughs> Stick with this on your own. <laughs> Okay. Well, fuck you, then. I will. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
So their backup is Sean Clifford, the Penn State quarterback, who, to be fair, did beat out Will Levis. Rookie, right? Because I think they drafted him this year. Fifth round pick. Fifth round pick at Penn State. And like I said, did beat out Will Levis. That's why Will Levis transferred away from Penn State to go to Kentucky. So something to consider there. But okay, great. You have a, what, third year guy now in Jordan Love and Mm -hmm. a first year guy in Sean Clifford. Not great. And then they have Danny Etling. Now, I thought this name seemed familiar, Murph. And I so I he went to LSU, look, right? He did go to LSU. He yeah. was the quarterback before, or two quarterbacks before Joe Burrow. Yeah, which, that's so, what it was. so he's he's twenty eight years old. I looked him up. He has played, and not all NFL. He played on one minor league team. He has played on eight different teams over the last seven years. Wow. Okay. This okay. dude is bounced around like none other. He is just a training camp body. I'm sorry, man. Like, do what you can to survive, but he's not legit. So you have this guy who's just clearly not good. You have a rookie, and you have a guy who is barely starting the NFL. You need to get some veteran presence in the oh, locker yeah. room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that's a great idea. Bring Carson Wentz in. Have a guy who has said he'll accept some backup roles. He will. Have him back up Jordan Love. And worst, you know, worst case scenario, if Jordan Love turns out to be a total bust, maybe this is a great redemption arc of like the once former MVP candidate. And before people go, oh, Ted, you're being dramatic. He was once an MVP candidate. Carson. He Wentz. was the front runner. He yes. was the front runner. Before he, he got hurt. That ACL injury, he, he won exactly. Yep. exactly. So like maybe this is a great redemption arc of like the successor, potential successor to Aaron Rodgers goes down. Carson Wentz steps up, and now he's found his new home. Yes, he's 30, but screw it. Maybe he can play another good three or four years. Either way, I, I my favorite fit for him is the Packers. I think that is the perfect, perfect fit for him. That is a good fit. Is Plus, good he could just sure. steal the number 12, and you know that pisses Aaron Rodgers off. <laughs> um, so I'm going to get to my last guy here. It's Marcus Peters, and um, a former defensive rookie of the year, Tad, and he's a two-time first-team All-Pro as well, and he's still out there on the market. I mean, he has all the talent. He's got the coverage skills. The big problem, though, is that he sort of got a knock on him. A lot of people are saying that he may have an attitude problem, which has led to him being traded away from two teams. Both the Los Angeles Rams traded him, traded for him, and then they also traded him away. So he's been a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, the Rams, obviously, and most recently with the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens signed into a three-year extension after after he was traded, but that three-year extension is up. That is why he is now a free agent. He missed all the 2021 season with an HCL injury, and his last season in 2022 was less than stellar, to put it nicely. <laughs> I mean, just he clearly, it looked like he was coming back from the injury. He just didn't look quite the same. So you thought maybe you could chalk that up to a, you know, like I said, try and be a bounce back season. So hopefully he still has what he had in him prior to his last season here in 2022. Um, he recently has been visiting with the Las Vegas Raiders. And it's kind of a ties there because, yes, they're no longer in Oakland, but Marcus Peters, it is a native of Oakland. So I think that's a a team he rooted for them as a young boy. And so maybe there's a possibility that he'll sign there. He's being recruited by Max Crosby and a few other players on that team there. So we'll see if that's actually going to play out. But other teams that could possibly make a play at him, you got to look at the Cleveland Browns. They can use an upgrade at the secondary position. Um, Tad, we make fun of this team all the time. It's my favorite team, the San Francisco 49ers. They can always use some upgrades. Sign all. All no. the cornerbacks. Sign all the cornerbacks. Like, all of them, it wouldn't hurt at all. Like, I mean, so that would be a bad idea for some veteran presence. Hopefully, you can have a bounce back season there. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, they can use an upgrade in their secondary as well. So, he'd be a good signing there. And the Chicago Bears, they can use some upgrades in their secondary as well. So, those are all options that could possibly make a play at him. But, yeah, honestly, 
all those teams, there's probably a few other teams that I haven't listed out that could use a veteran presence like Marcus Peters. Uh, we'll see if he can sort of regain that sort of, you know, formidable status that he had once earlier in his career. Like I said, I think a lot of people maybe could chalk up 2022 just being a backup, like a bounce back after that ACL injury season in 2021. So hopefully you'll get some of that old Marcus Peters by sending him. And it's like, it could hurt to take a one-year flyer on him. I mean, why not? This happens every year where there's a good vet that for whatever reason is still available. And yes, no, 100%, this will be a great signing for whatever team happens to sign him. So no, he is a great. And the reason, by the way, people were like, what was that looking at? As I was trying, I was like, man, he's from California. I looked it up. I for totally forgot where he went to college. I feel like every like two or three star California prospect that can't land in Cal school goes to Washington. Yeah. Like it's fair. either Washington or Utah. One of those. And maybe a couple yeah. of, the, maybe a couple of three stars go like one of the Arizona schools. You guys are, it's, you, you it's one of the Pac-12 schools. The Pac it's like, I see a lot of guys State, go to yeah. Oregon too, Oregon State. So it's like, yeah, it's one of the Pac-12 schools usually. Yeah. So, but no, yeah, Marcus Pierce, excellent, excellent pick. I think he is going to be an instant difference maker. Well, that's why I think the Va the Raiders is an interesting choice because they are a potential contender. So if I was Peters, I'd be going that to is tough. Like, I mean, even even if you want right off the Broncos after the terrible season they had, so it's like we want to wait and see what they have. Chargers are still competitive. Chiefs are obviously competitive. And then, yeah, you got the Raiders there. So, yeah, it's it'll be competitive. But, I mean, you still got to say they're competitive. I mean, so sure. They're sure. running. We'll just say we'll see. <laughs> As of right now, is. all 32 teams are 0-0. Zero, zero. Everybody's undefeated. So who's their backup? Maybe uh, Carson Wentz should go there. <laughs> it could be. could be. Look at that up right now. Yep. You want a filibuster? <laughs> well, as you're sort of looking that up, we can sort of transition into our next quick topic. Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer is still in the league? Yeah. What yeah. the shit? Just coming along with uh, um, Josh McDaniels, I'm guessing. He is 37 years old. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Is he going to try to be like Tom Brady's backup, like where he's like just backups until he's like 46 years old? Could be. Could be. Honestly, not a bad gig. <laughs> All right, Ted. So let's move on to our next quick hit topic here. The topic, uh, quick hit topic number three, and that is fantasy football stock hit. So we wanted to take a look. We on our last uh, one of our previous episodes, we talked about fantasy rookies that landed in a good or bad spot as far as like their situation with their respective position groups there. And you know, we talked more about some of the good. We did talk some of the bad, but now let's sort of flip it a little bit. Sort of related topic, but I want to talk about Tad, one veteran for both of us here that took a fantasy hit because a rookie has been drafted to that team that will obviously play into their playing time obviously affect their snaps and snaps obviously percentage um and just overall just they may not be as once worthy of a fantasy pick as maybe they were before a rookie was drafted we already talked about kids walking the third is zach charbonnet we talked about Bijan robinson and tyler algier we talked a lot about, about a lot of them here but i think there's a few here that we're going to bring up here tad that we didn't bring up in that previous episode so who you got for yeah, you know, we brought this up in a previous episode that this was an interesting pick, but we didn't really bring up the fantasy impact of it, and that's Jameer Gibbs, the yes. 11th overall yes. pick by the Detroit Lions. And this is really sucky for me because this is hurting a vet that was going to be one of my top sleeper picks at running back heading into the season, and that was David Montgomery. You know, as soon as week seven or six of last season, it was very clear that this Lions staff was losing faith in DeAndre Swift. So I never really, even if they kept him on the roster, I never really had high hopes for DeAndre Swift to be a meaningful part of this offense. I did last year, hence why I, I realized like, oh no, he does not factor into your plans at all. Um, and that led to Jamal Williams having an insane season. 
with 17 touchdowns. So he goes to New Orleans. Good for him. Um, and it left a massive gap of running back that they filled with David Montgomery. Yep. A very surprising. Great, great signing. Sorry, Bears fan. But that I always love when a divisional rival signs within the division. Because then you get that great storyline of like, oh, you get the revenge against the team that wouldn't pay you. And I was getting really psyched. I thought that was great. He's motivated. He's on a good offense. He's buying a good offensive line. And then they take Gibbs. Yes. Yes. It's like uh, it's like that episode of South Park where it's like, okay, I'm just going to invest your money. Put it in the savings account. And it's gone. Yep. Yep. Wait, what? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like that's exactly what like that was David Montgomery's stock and 100%. it's gone. Yep, yep. And so I, I don't, I, I sure. I think he's a viable flex option option being the keyword. I would not take him as a flex starter right off the bat, but he's, he's a good bench option that could expand to that. But honestly, a lot like what's going on in Seattle, I think they're going to end up handcuffing each other, at least in the first year. And eventually Gibbs is going to take over as the first year running back. It would not surprise me. if Montgomery was only on this roster for a year or two. So I think that it felt weird. It felt like the Lions kind of took Montgomery's insurance policy in case they couldn't get the running back they wanted. And if they do, Montgomery feels expendable. So um, I just went from pretty confident in Montgomery to pretty nervous. Yeah, I definitely agree with that one. Um, the one thing I'll sort of give Montgomery to start, but like you said, I think Jameer Gibbs is definitely going to take this role eventually too, is that Montgomery is a better between the tackles runner. So it's like kind of like how you're talking about with Zeke and how you compare him up with Eckler, where it's like Zeke can sort of be that tougher between the tackles, maybe a red zone runner sort of thing, and then Eckler could do everything else. I can see a very similar situation here where it's like Montgomery can sort of take some of those, you know, power runs, those third and da- third and one sort of runs, like I said, goal line stands, sort of fill that Jamal Williams role that Jamal Williams yeah. obviously had last year, maybe filled that role, and then Jameer Gibbs is going to be doing everything else. But I think I see the potential of Jameer Gibbs that he could eventually become that between the tackles runner too, especially if they block a little bit better for him, which I think the Lions will obviously focus on, which is why they took him at number 12 overall. <laughs> like, I mean, I think they're going to try. It was number 12, I said there. number 11. Damn it. Yeah, who's was number 11. <laughs> number 11 was the Tennessee Titans with... Um, ah, shit, Skronsky. That was it. Yep. Damn it. Yep. So, uh, but no, hence why I think, yeah, again, I, I completely agree with everything you said. Hence why this year they're just going to be handcuffed. Is because yeah. it's going to be so. I'm not even going to try to predict if this works out the way I think. I'm not going to try to predict two scores this week for the Lions. Is it going to be Gibbs? Is it going to be Swift? Or not Swift? Is it that would be Definitely a hell of a, oh, a, hell of a <laughs> trick if it was Swift? But uh, is it going to be Gibbs? Is it going to be Montgomery? It's all situational, and, and and situational is fantasy nightmare fuel. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. it's not dependable. It's not quantifiable. It's just I am staying away from both Gibbs and uh, Montgomery, if I'm being totally honest. That's fair. That's fair. I don't blame you for that one there. Um, I'm going to go to the AFC East, and I'm going to go to the Buffalo Bills, and I'm going to talk about Dawson Knox. So in 2021, Knox finished as the 11th best fantasy tight end in PPR leagues with 164.1 fantasy points. He totaled 69 receptions, 587 receiving yards, and nine touchdowns in 15 games. Now, last year, fortunately, his stock took a little bit of a hit. He still played in 15 games, but he took a little bit of a step back. He finishes the 14th best fantasy tight end in PPR leagues with 135.7 fantasy points. He only had 48 receptions, 517 yards, and six touchdowns in 15 games. Now, throw him into 2023 here. Bills in the first round took Dalton Kincaid out of the University of Utah. And Tad, arguably Dalton Kincaid was the best receiving tight end in this year's draft class. How dare you? Michael Who would Mayer. you have higher than Michael that? Mayer. Remember, we, we argued about this all spring. 
I still think, like I said, I think we talked about this. Michael Mayer is the best overall tight end. In my opinion, Donkey K is the best receiving tight end. Because he's not a tight end! <laughs> well, that's the point then! <laughs> well, anyways, uh, we going, obviously discussed going, that today. This is before, so We're not going to discuss that here. But he's yeah, a better added... receiver. He's a better receiver. Yes. Receiver, yes. Okay, fine. Um, so you add him into this passing offense now that has Dawson Knox, who obviously took a step back in 2022. Um, most likely now, I see Dawson Knox as a very touchdown-dependent fantasy option because you're probably going to use Dalton Kincaid to move the field a little bit. Obviously, you have Stephon Gibbs, Gabriel Davis. So, I mean, those guys are definitely going to do what they can. Um, but yeah, Kincaid, like I said, I think he's more of the receiving threat compared to Dawson Knox. So I already talked about this. I'm still going to stand by this. I don't trust rookie tight ends as much. So I don't think he's going to be a very significant piece of the offense probably this year. It's going to grow as the season goes along, but definitely starting 2024 and beyond that, Kincaid is going to be the primary receiving option at the tight end position. Eventually, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't surprise me if Dawson Knox, like I said, still stays that touchdown dependent option, or eventually he just gets let go and he has get he has to move on find another franchise to sort of catch on with or they keep him in as a blocking tight end because he is good at that as well so but yeah unfortunately i just don't see dawson Knox being a very defendable option yes we've talked about this all the time on our podcast where we do the fantasy episodes the tight end position is a complete wasteland you never know who's going to hit in a given week but i think in this case it's just so much harder for me to trust dawson Knox, especially when now he's going to be more touchdown dependent and honestly tad we talked about this with gabriel davis too if he doesn't take the step up that he should have taken last year i think his fantasy stock's gonna take a hit as well with no, donkey gates sort of stepping up yep. there because i think we both decided that it's like donkey kate now pairing up with stefan Diggs. i think they're gonna be very similar to what tyreek hill and travis kelsey were in kansas city where it's just like you're gonna be using that tight end you're gonna be using your primary receiver that everybody else is just gonna be supplemental so i could very much see a very similar thing happening there in buffalo but yeah fortunately for me i am all out on dawson knox so am i i mean he was so up and down I, he was I, i'm a little i'm a little ashamed to admit this but i saw a great tiktok uh a couple days ago of this guy who like he was playing these different roles and one of them couldn't read but or uh, couldn't spell and so if you said treat he didn't know what, or he would get really excited but if you say t-r-e-a-t he like had no idea what you were doing so every time someone accidentally said treat you'd be like treat no treat treat no treat treat no treat oh and that's kind of like what it is with Dawson Knox. Of like, you'd have a couple of weeks of him scoring a touchdown. I'd be like, treat, yeah, treat, yeah, treat, no treat, oh. And like, it was just like that the entire season with them. So Dawson Knox reminds me not a lot in play style, but in terms of fantasy output, like Mike Gusecki. If you're not getting a touchdown, you're a complete bust. Dalton Kincaid, exactly like what you said. I see more as a Dallas Clark type of usage in this offense where if he's not giving you a touchdown, at least you're, you're playing more in the slot than most tight ends. At least you're kind of going out wide and, you know, putting out that yardage production that, for better or for worse, at least gets you five points compared to one. And the receptions, Tad, because you're playing at a PPR league, Ooh, which is pretty yep, standard. Now you're getting the point. receptions too, right? Absolutely. So, um, yes. Do I like Kincaid right off the bat? No. But like you said, a year or two, 100%. Do I like Dawson Knox at all any, anywhere moving forward? No. He's undraftable in my opinion. 
Yeah, I think that's very safe to say for sure. All right, Ted, let's transition into our final quick hits topic here. We'll try to go through this a little bit quickly here, but we want to talk about some non-NFL oh, sure. stuff. Oh, so. sure. You want to move through this one quickly. Yeah, okay. the, right. if we can There's move some... through this a little bit quickly, There's... it's better for my sanity. Oh, I think a little okay. bit. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit yeah. about the NBA as well as the MLB. So, Ted, let's start way with the go, MLB Way to go, Draymond. Way to hold those fists back. <laughs> We'll start with the MLB, and then we'll get to the NBA, obviously, okay. here. But, I mean, it's not any better for me, Tad. There's a reason why I was trying to get it's to this topic. Bit, it's not better for either one of us. <laughs> yeah, um, in case the listeners and the viewers don't know, I'm an Oakland A's fan, actually a former employee of the Oakland A's. I worked for the 2019 season with the Oakland A's, so it was good times there. Um, yeah, it is not looking good for the Oakland no. A's right now. No. They is this are the worst track. baseball team ever? Apparently, they're going to be rivaling the 1972 Mets for the worst record in baseball. <laughs> I think so. Oh, no. If I remember correctly, the year might be correct, incorrect, but it's definitely the I'm Mets team back during that time. Uh, but yeah, the A's are currently on track to win 35 games. That is not a uh, like that's accurate information. Possibly, <laughs> we'll see what happens. And have a run differential of minus. 588. And in case you don't know what run differential means, that's pretty much the runs you're allowing and then the runs you're scoring, that difference. So that means the A's are allowing way more runs than the runs that they are scoring. So that is why they are projected to have a run differential of minus 588. I mean, their fans are unfortunately just not happy with the situation with the stadium. Obviously, they have just purchased the land deal with Las Vegas, uh, with the Las Vegas city of Las Vegas, I should say. They're going to be tearing down the Bally Casino Fire correctly now like i mean it ju just changed apparently it was going to be the tropicana but i mean that's all gonna get figured out so their last home game tad they drew 2064 fans at their last home game against the arizona diamondbacks i mean just yeah it is it is rough right now as an ace fan oh buddy i'm so sorry to do this to you so i looked it out bleacher report ranks the top 10 worst baseball teams of all time at number one I'm not making this up. I swear to God. I never one is the 1916 Philadelphia Athletics. Yeah, no, that's probably <laughs> fair. Probably fair. That is amazing. They finished at 36 and 117. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's it's not good being an A's fan right now. But uh, I it's not all that great being a Cardinals fan either. No, it's not. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about this before the show. He was like, yeah, Murray was like, how bad could the Cardinals be? We found out they were, what, the fourth worst team in the MLB yes, right now? Yes, they had the fourth fewest wins, correct, yeah, yeah. Fourth fewest win in the MLB. And for, you know, perennial contender, that is horrific. So, yeah. Murray, I mean, I'm not going to talk too much. Our offense sucks, but our pitching is even worse. Do you want to guess how many of our pitchers have a sub-four ERA? Starting Zero. pitchers. Zero. Zero. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> Zero. We are terrible. Our yeah. manager, our manager's an idiot. We just paid a catcher. I don't know if you've been keeping track of this at all. We just paid a catcher, Wilson Contreras, yep. a four or five year, $87 million contract. And our manager has been butting heads with him all year where to the point where he threatened to take him off DH and move him to outfield. Yeah. I our manager's 35 years old. <laughs> You Sit your ass I mean, down. I don't, I don't tell know. us who the starter is going to be. Answer some stupid questions every day. Stop trying to be the big man on campus. Yeah. 
It's not a good look right now for the A's and Baseball the Cardinals sucks. through two months right now. We'll see what happens as the season progresses, but quick landscape view of the rest of the league here. Your current AL division leaders, you got the Tampa Bay Rays, so the Minnesota good. Twins, and the Texas Rangers are currently leading their divisions. And on the NL side, you got the Atlanta Braves. They're looking smoking hot. You got the Milwaukee Brewers, unfortunately, to add it on. That burns you a little bit with the Cardinals-Brewers rivalry there. And the Los Angeles Dodgers for our LAFB Network fans out there. The Los Angeles Dodgers are currently in first place there. Your home road leaders are Max Muncy of the Los Angeles Dodgers and Aaron Judds of the New York Yankees, both tied with 14 right now. Real quick, real quick. I'm going to interrupt you. Judge, was that actually him looking at teammates chirping or was he cheating? I don't know. I'm leading more towards the chirping part. I like to I give them so the too. benefit of the I think doubt so there. Too. Uh, we'll you got to think of a better way to cheat. For those of you who don't know, Judge was like kind of looking at a dugout. During an at bat, like he was in the batter's box looking yeah. over at his own dugout. And so a lot of people are like, that's a little fishy there. And, so. and he fucking dinged a homer he just right after him. that. Uh, now, I, I feel like, especially at the whole Astros thing, people would be smart enough to be like, he's going to be looking towards the dugout. Like, I think they would be smart enough to put someone in the outfield to make it less obvious. So yeah. I actually, I buy the chirping as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Your RBI leader right now is Adolis Garcia of the Texas Rangers with 42. Your MLB wins leader at the pitching position is Shane McClanahan of the Tampa Bay Rays with seven wins. So good. And your ERA leader, I'll actually surprised by this one is Sonny Gray of the Minnesota Twins with a 1.39 ERA. He's a twin? He is currently a twin. Yes, he is a former athletic. That's what that I think that's why Tad was like. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, just, yeah, it hurts a little bit. It hurts a little bit there. So, all right, let's transition into, you know, basketball, which I'm also not too happy about. I am a little less. Let's go. Little, little, let's little go. A little bit better than the A's Where's right the now. At least the Warriors were in the playoffs. But yeah, unfortunately for my Golden State Warriors, they were ousted by the playoffs in six games by the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, Tad's excited because we have an exact rematch of the bubble conference finals so we had the lakers and the nuggets on the western conference finals and tad's Miami heat are playing the boston Celtics i'm wearing red for a reason side. i'm wearing red for a reason <laughs> so yeah this is going to be interesting we're going to see just you know whether we're going to see the same two teams in the finals whether we're going to see something different but i mean tad as a recording the nuggets and the lakers game is i think probably close to finishing if not oh, over at this no, point right now I'll, I'll but yeah the nuggets the nuggets absolutely were hammering the Lakers the entire game. Lakers, Lakers were able to sort Lakers of cut it close came back. The, I was about Fine. to say, yeah, Lakers were sort of coming back at the fourth in the fourth and third quarter, like the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter. So I think they probably tripped that lead down, but I think the late the Nuggets were probably too far ahead. I'm gonna say they ended up winning that game. Final score, Nuggets 132, Lakers 126. Lakers covered at plus 6.5. So they came back. They came back. I wonder if our friends have bet online. Look out for those Laker underdogs. I'm wondering if the Nuggets sort of pulled their foot off the gas a little bit there. They're just like, all right, we got this in hand. Let's sort of wait to play out the rest of the series. But still, I mean, you got to still give credit to the Lakers. They're able to come back a little bit. You can sort of ride that momentum heading into game two, which is, I think, in two days. I'm not 100% sure on that one. But just that should be an interesting sort of matchup there. But, yeah, Tad, let's talk a little bit about your Heat versus the Boston Celtics. Like, I mean, this is, like I said, rematch of the 2020 bubble uh, match there. Heat were obviously able to advance in 2020. But... This year, it's going to be a little bit different. I mean, Jason Tatum looks like he's a man on a mission to get back to the finals, to recoup, obviously redeem himself after their loss to the Warriors last year. So, I mean, just, yeah, how do you feel about this matchup? 
You know, it was funny because I was texting you, what was that, last week, being like, I want Boston. I want Boston. And you were like, dude, can you shut down Tatum? I'm like, we can shut him down. And then, like, halfway through game seven, I was like, I want Philly. Like, I don't want Boston anymore. It was both Tatum and Brad. I was like, can you stop either of those guys? And- no. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, shit. This is careful what you wish for. But, um, look, I mean, I, I maybe call a bad fan for this, but even if our season ends here, what an awesome season, which is something to say, because this is maybe the worst regular season of heat basketball I've seen in like seven, eight years. Like this was a bad, bad regular season, but this is proof that when you get hot at the right time, you get hot. Like Kyle Lowry sucked all season. And all of a sudden he's like, I'm not going to say good, but he was actually, you know, serviceable in the playoffs. And of course, playoff Jimmy. I mean, I will say it right now. Playoff Jimmy is better than Michael Jordan. Jimmy Butler. He's Jimmy looking Butler, like it. Looking Jimmy like Butler it. No. is not better than Michael Jordan. But playoff Jimmy, who's yeah. a different man. I don't know what it is. Just like a different Holy spark, a different shit. mentality. Like, I mean, it's just insane what he does in the playoffs. This season specific, specifically is just like, yeah. Like I said, he's a man on a mission too. So he's just like, yeah, yeah it's going to be well, very so That's the whole thing is I, I, I do think we'll give the Celtics a run for the money. I do think, though, he could land in the finals. I really think we have a solid possible. shot. Possible. It's very possible. It's going to take their all. And that's why yeah. it's it's almost like I, I'm not saying I don't want us to, but like I feel like if we do make the finals, exactly what happened in the bubble, that's just gonna take so much of Jimmy Butler. You gotta have that repeat of that famous picture of him yep. bent over the railing. Because yep. it's just like he's only a man. At the, at the end of the day, he's only a man. He can only give us so much. So I, I really hope that doesn't happen to us again. But you know what? Bring on the goddamn Lakers. I want that bubble rematch. I wanna beat him. I wanna take LeBron's ring away from him. You should stay in Miami, bitch. <laughs> now personally on the east side i mean I, it really doesn't matter to me but i'm 100 pulling for the denver nuggets to make it to the finals yeah um, this is the that, furthest the that would nuggets- be a team i would not mind losing to like if the nuggets beat the it's kind of like when the saints beat the colts in the super bowl right yes i was upset i wanted the colts to win but like if i'm gonna lose to a team that's a team to lose to. Like exactly. I really wasn't that upset when the Colts. The Nuggets lost. have never even got to into, to an NBA Finals. The furthest they've ever gotten is the Western Conference Finals. Was in 2020, the most recent time. And I mean, Tad, you have to talk about like I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording, but Nikola Jokic. I mean, this guy is just he's like you talked about playoff human. Jimmy. He's not human. Nikola Jokic is just this guy all the time. Like I mean, I've said this before, and I'll continue to say it. He's my favorite player to watch that is not wearing a Warriors uniform. Like, I mean, just the things he could do at the center position. The center position. Like, I mean, he is such a gifted passer. He could drop into three whatever he wants to. He's got the post moves to take you down there. He can rebound. He plays good defense. And it's just insane how much talent this guy has. And it's just unfortunate that he has yet to get to the NBA Finals. Hopefully they could do it this year. He finally has the support of, like, the past years where he didn't have some of his stars there. Michael Porter Jr. was always hurt. Jamal Borea virtually was hurt from the bubble year, obviously. So it's like he's dealing with those injuries. But those guys are healthy. Eric Gordon is there. You can tell Tavius Caldwell Pope is there. He's got some good support there. But yeah, I mean, just I really would like to see Jokic win a trophy because I mean, I think he deserves it. Like, he's one of my favorite players, like I said, who doesn't wear a Warriors uniform. That man is a Lord of the Rings cave troll <laughs> and a human costume. <laughs> I am it's thoroughly convinced of it. It's just insane. He outmuscled. Anthony Davis. That should not be possible. Yeah, and I think I was watching a little bit of the broadcast before we recorded too, and Mark Jackson was talking about Anthony Davis is giving 110% against Nikola Jokic, and yet he still had 
15 points, 15 boards, and five assists at the half, at least. I can't remember the exact numbers, but just like, that's how good this guy is, is that Anthony Davis is doing anything and everything in his power to do what he can against Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic is like, okay, I'll just do it anyway. He's, like, <laughs> he's, he's like those little, I don't know what they're called, but he's like those little, like, you know, mushroom top things in the pinball machine, where the yeah. second the ball hits it, it just skyrockets the other way. Like, that's all he does is like... Oh, you're down there? Oh, okay, that's cute. To a person who's 6'9". <laughs> it's just insane. He just makes it, it and it's crazy too, Tag, because it's like when you're watching him play, he plays at such a different pace than the rest of the players on the court, but he can still do whatever he wants to do. Like, I mean, people talk about this with Luka Dodges too, where it's like he plays it just at a slower p speed or just his own speed, but he still obviously goes off for like 40, 50 points and he can do whatever he wants on the court. And so it's just like Jokic and Dodges, they're just two guys that's just like, it doesn't matter how slow or how fast they're playing whatever they want to accomplish they will do it at ease last simile i promise it's like when you play nba 2k my career on all rookie and you yeah. finish with just like a triple double every game you're like exactly. ah, this is kind of boring like this is too yeah. effortless except for it's real it's 100 percent real. that's why like i i i'm i'm talking myself into like i wouldn't mind losing against nuggets because he's about to make bam his bitch if we go to the finals <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sorry if that does happen yeah bam Adebayo does not stand a chance he is going to get Nicole massacred <laughs> i was nervous again this is here's the funny thing is jokic is exactly what everybody thought Embiid was going to be and i was nervous enough about bam going against the beat yeah so yeah, I'm pulling for the Nuggets. I'm hoping they can make it and they can win the finals. It'd be really cool to see them get their first one. And like I said, for Jokic to win a trophy, but I'm pulling for your heat. That'd be kind of fun. I don't want to see the Celtics in the finals. I think level. probably a little bit there. So I like to see Nuggets heat, but I don't want to see Celtics Lakers. That would, I know the NBA wants to see that. NBA that 100% suck. wants to see Celtics Lakers. <laughs> but that would be terrible. We'll see how it all plays out. As of recording, like I said, the finals have started. So we had the Nuggets and Lakers today. Lakers are obviously down 0-1 to the Nuggets now. Heat and Celtics start tomorrow, so that will be yeah, fun there. But yeah, NBA Conference Finals are going on right now. Really quick, Tad, we'll close out this episode with this final quick hit here. We have the NBA Draft Lottery today, oh, and the God, San Antonio Spurs have won the All number right. one pick there. You're going to try and say this name here? Because <laughs> most likely they're going to be oh, picking no. this player Wemby. out of... <laughs> My boy Wemby. Good old Wemby. Wemby. Yeah, of course. But yeah, most wait, 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 likely let me the guess. Spurs... Let me, oh, let me give it a shot. Wimbledon. <laughs> Not even close. Um... Spurs are most likely going to be drafting the, you know, much heralded player out of France, Victor Wembenyama, the seven foot four player. Wimbledon. <laughs> I mean, the power forward slash setter that, I mean, he could shoot it from the three point line. He could move with such ease. He's got just all the skills that you want at a player to sort of build your franchise around. And what better place to learn from than from Greg Popovich? I mean, that would be an excellent situation for Wembenyama. Ben 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 it's oh, hard for me to say, too. Yeah, but at least I tried to live not like a dingus like you. <laughs> I mean, that was going to happen either way. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's a good landing spot for most likely going to be the number one overall pick there. The next handful of picks, we got the Charlotte Hornets picking second. Portland Trailblazers are picking third. Houston Rockets are picking fourth. And the Detroit Pistons are picking fifth there. So, yeah, should be interesting. We got the draft, I think, in about a month and a half, if I remember correctly. So that'll be interesting to see there as far as Wembenyama wearing that Spurs hat for sure there. So, covered a lot of topics in hey, today's more, Real quick, real quick. Thanks, Fix. It's Fix. 
sure. I look, I'm happy. I wanted the Spurs to get the first overall pick. I did not want him. I, I was actually scared when it was between the Hornets and the Spurs. I'm like, please, God, don't let him become a Hornet. Like, that would just be the worst thing ever. That thing is fixed. They're trying to do the whole, like, continue the big man legacy of the Spurs' first overall picks. It's fixed. Say what you want. Say what you want there. Oh, that's, um, that's a good podcast uh, topic is sports <laughs> conspiracies. But, yeah, we covered a lot of great topics here. Odd NFL quick hits. All right, so that will close out today's episode, Tad. We got through a bunch of topics there. Went a little bit longer than probably anticipated, but, but say, that's the whole fun of Quick Hits there. This is like, does a tree fall in the forest? Does it make a sound? If the Quick Hits goes for an hour, is it Quick Hits? Well, it's Quick Hits because we covered a lot of topics in an hour, right? So I don't know. But is that why I'm so tired? Is. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, had a lot of fun with today's episode. We're going to have a lot of fun with our future episodes because like we talked about, we're sort of transitioning out of the draft and transitioning into the summer. It's a little bit early for fantasy football talk. We may sprinkle some episodes in there, obviously. But yeah, we're getting into the offseason. We're getting into the quote-unquote dregs of the football season. So we'll see what sort of fun content that we have for you guys. And the best way you can find out about all the content that we're dropping is make sure you're following us on all our social media handles. You can see all our Twitter handles right there coming across. You got me at side 23 You got Tad at Tad Decide 94. You got the show handle at the Decide Guys. And we're on Instagram at the Decide Guys as well. So make sure you're following us, interacting with us. We'd love to hear from you about episodes we've done, about episodes that you think we should do. I mean, anything and everything in between. We'd love to hear from you on our social media handles. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Just hit that subscribe button. Always be up to date with all of our latest podcasts that are dropping. Watching us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube so you can always catch our latest videos. And make sure you're subscribing to the LEFB Network YouTube channel as well. We have our own playlist there. But yeah, they're dropping a lot of great content with the summer here obviously talking about trading camps and spring games because obviously they cover both the rams and the chargers on the professional level and of course they got you covered with the trojans and the bruins on the college level so i mean lots of great content coming out from lefb network both on youtube as well as the website i mean just lots of great content all around to keep you covered on all la sports football when it comes to both the pros and the college ranks um but guys to everybody who's watching who's listening subscribed who's interacting with us reading our articles i mean just Anything and everything in between, guys. We really can't thank you enough. And hey, like we said, we are coming up with all new ideas over the summer. So if you have any fancy topics, any fancy questions you want us to tackle on the episode, even if it's just a YouTube short, I promise this one will actually be short, where we jump on for five or ten minutes and just kind of post, maybe, uh, post a video <laughs> and answer your questions, maybe a Q&A, something like that. We are down for that. We are really down to, you know, kind of, Try new ideas over the summer. So I sound like a high school teenager here, but I really want to hear what you guys want us to do as a podcast. So please hit us up with your ideas. We'd love to hear them. Um, and yeah, as always, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, so much for watching. And please stay safe, everyone. <laughs>